Let's get joined up. This week's show is sponsored by Bandcamp.com, an online record store and music community where passionate fans discover, connect with and directly support the artists they love. There's thousands of bands and artists on there, including my band, The Rye Dogs, whose second album, Pigs Might Fly, is out right now. Here's a quick snippet of the title track, which is also available on Spotify, Amazon and Apple Music. Because your eyes may be weeping, but your conscience is sleeping. So baby, don't you cry Your faces are drying It's totally free to join Bandcamp and as the Rye Dogs are brand new members we're now looking to grow our fan base so your support would be greatly appreciated. Just search the Rye Dogs, that's W-R-Y Dogs and hit the follow button. Right, now we can cue the theme tune. Hello and welcome to the Joined Up Writing Podcast, where a little procrastination can go a long way. I'm Wayne Kelly and it's episode 158 with just little old me this week. An extra bonus episode as I've had some rescheduling with interview recordings and I thought I'd chat a little bit about critique groups, what they are, how to join or start one, what the benefits are and some suggestions as to how you might run a critique session yourself. It's been a complete game changer for me over the years and as I've just joined another great group, I thought it'd be a good time to talk about it. Before we get to that, I just wanted to say a massive heartfelt thank you to all the people that tweeted or emailed me after last week's show went out to check if I was okay. It was lovely and much appreciated. I'm genuinely feeling absolutely fine at the minute and have done since the day after I initially collapsed. Um, I'm trying to arrange the MRI that the doctor said I need to just make sure there's nothing else going on. So I'm laying off heavy exercise at the minute, but other than that, I feel pretty good. So thanks to Ellie, Pat, Dan, Andy, Jim and everyone else who got in touch. It means a lot. So what else has been going on? Well, if you listen to last week's show, you'll know that I'd submitted my first three chapters to a new critique group I've just joined. And I'm delighted to say I got loads of really helpful, constructive criticism along with a big dose of encouragement and getting a sense that I'm doing an okay job of at least pretending I know what I'm doing and People seem to be interested in my characters and how the story will develop. I know it sounds like a very silly thing to say, but every time I let someone new read my work, I still question whether I can actually write, let alone whether the character's plot and everything else is okay. But as one of my mentors, Bede, told me yesterday, will you stop worrying about your writing? She's never questioned my writing and says I should just focus on the important things like sharpening the plot and deepening the characters. She's right, as usual. Everyone needs a bead in their life. She's no nonsense and full of great advice. In fact, I interviewed her way back in episode 53, so you should go back in the archive and have a listen. Mentors are another huge part of your writing development, and I'm now thinking maybe I should do a future episode about that as well. Anyway, the point is the critique session and the comments I got were really helpful and I'm even more fired up about cracking on with this new version of my book. Something else I found really motivational is the book that I'm currently reading. It's a debut from upcoming guest Harriet Klein and it's called This Shining Life. I don't like to pigeonhole things, but I guess it's uh, literary fiction. 
um, a genre I hardly ever read. And had it not been for getting a copy in preparation for the interview, I don't think I would have thought to have given it a go. But it's excellent. There's a lovely, gentle humour to it, but it's also really moving and beautifully written. Obviously, it's a totally different genre to what I'm writing in, and yet the writing is so good that even as I'm reading it, it's making me want to get back to my own book and try that much harder. Aside from that, it's demonstrated to me yet again that I need to be a bit more open-minded about trying different genres when I'm reading. The last time I tried something in this genre was Claire Fuller's Swimming Lessons, also a previous guest, and that blew me away as well. So genre authors often talk about there's a lot of snobbery towards crime and thriller and romance or whatever, but I think we can be just as bad with our reverse snobbery about literary fiction. And so if you're a writer, you can learn so much from reading across a wider array of genres. Anyway, This Shining Life is excellent and I recommend it and I look forward to chatting to Harriet for next week's episode. So that's me, but what about you? It was great to hear about Ellie's writing journey this week and to hear that Pat's almost finished his second draft and that recent guest A.D. Barker has started on a new short story. I love to hear from all of you, so do drop me a line and tell me what you're up to and what you'd like to hear on the show. The best way to get in touch is via email, wayne at waynekellywrites.com, but you can also tweet me at podcast or drop me a line on the FB page. Also, don't forget to join the email mailing list at joinedupwriting.co.uk. It's totally free and you get a couple of downloadable goodies when you sign up and you'll be the first to find out about upcoming shows and events. Right, let's get to today's topic, critique groups. So I talked a little bit about how I found a critique group back in episode 137, I think it was, last year. But basically, I joined my first critique group about 10 years ago. I think that's when it was. It was a brilliantly run local group called The Phoenix Writers. And I can honestly say that in my first session there, I learned more than I had in probably the previous five years of reading books and watching videos or whatever. The feedback I got after reading my work out loud for the first time improved my writing massively. It was incredible. So many basic things I didn't know I was doing were constructively pointed out to me that I really couldn't believe how much better the next piece of work I produced was. Most of my issues back then were around overwriting and redundancy, sort of saying the same thing twice basically, but there were loads of quick wins for me because I'd essentially been writing in isolation for so long. But even after years of attending that group and getting feedback elsewhere, I never stopped benefiting from other writers casting their eyes and ears can you cast your ears over something over my work and there's always something to learn now I realize I was really lucky finding the Phoenix writers in that it was a local group that met on Saturday mornings when I could actually attend but it's worth doing some extensive googling and asking around local creative groups to see if they know if there's anything running near you But as recent events have shown us, online meetings are now all the rage anyway, so why not see if there are any online groups that you can join? That's what I've just done, having been lucky enough to be invited to a small group set up by Erica Waller. Um, But failing that, start your own, but we'll come to that later. But what do we even mean when we talk about a critique group? 
different groups work in different ways and want to achieve different things. Some are more like glorified book clubs uh, where people just want to share their work and discuss themes and story ideas or whatever, and that's fine. Other groups look at the more technical aspects and look at the craft of writing, almost offering line-by-line editing suggestions. Some groups don't actually meet at all, virtually or otherwise. They just simply share Word documents via email and make written comments and suggestions on the work. And that's fine and definitely helpful when you're learning your craft. But I still think it's good to hear it in person so that you can ask questions and follow up on anything you're not sure about. The group I'm in now is a bit of a hybrid, so each week a different member shares some of their work via email. People have a week to respond, making comments on the Word document or just giving more general feedback in an email. But then we meet on Zoom and have a discussion about it. It it works really well and you do get a better sense of how something is working or not. And members can debate amongst themselves about the points they disagree on as well. But the way that it worked at Phoenix Writers was that we met every week for two hours Um, Before the meeting, we emailed to say if we were attending and if we were going to bring a piece for critique. We started every meeting with everyone taking it in turns to read a piece of flash fiction, our homework if you like, which was usually 200 words based around a prompt that had been set by that week's chairperson the week before. And it was a great way to warm up and I loved the fact that it made me write a piece of flash fiction every week as well. Then we moved on to the main pieces and because of the number of members and the limited time we limited word counts to 1500 words and then you'd basically read your piece out to the group and this was the first time that members were hearing it and they made notes as they listened and that in itself was actually a really good skill to master. And then after that members would give their feedback to the writer who would sit quietly and make notes and once all the feedback was finished That was when the writer got a quick right to reply where they could answer any questions or just give a quick sense of what they thought about the feedback. Everything moved pretty quickly and we got through a lot of pieces. I really like the way that the Phoenix writers ran things, but unfortunately it wasn't as useful for novelists. 1500 words isn't ideal because you'd often have to split your chapters and you couldn't get a good sense of how something worked as a whole. But it was perfect for short stories and poetry or just to try out a short scene. It was all very structured, but that's what made it work so well. There was also the aspect of reading your work aloud. And I've said this loads of times before anyway, but that is another great tip to improve your work. I do it when I'm editing at home, but the effect is multiplied when you read it out to a group of people. You suddenly become aware of all the bits that don't quite work or the repeated words and the bad sentences. Did you stumble over a particular paragraph? Why? It's probably to do with how it's written. You also get a sense of when something really lands with the group. I loved reading a scene and feeling the tension in the room or when people got really still and quiet. And the only thing I would say as a negative for online groups with regards reading out your work is it really isn't the same. It's much harder to pick up on those visual and audio clues, but you do still get the benefit of reading it aloud for yourself. So all of this talk of critique and feedback, but until you've been part of a group, it can be difficult to know what kind of feedback to give and also how to receive feedback from others. So if you can, try to find out what kind of feedback each writer is looking for or get a sense of what type of feedback your group offers. At the Phoenix, we used to let potential new members sit in on a session before they actually joined, just to observe how we did things and get a sense of whether our type of group was the right fit for them. Because that's definitely something to bear in mind. Not every group will be the right fit for you. So in my opinion, there should be a good mix of genres and levels. 
because a group made up entirely of brand new writers probably isn't going to be that helpful unless it's just encouragement, support and the social side of things you're looking for, which again is fine and that's equally important. And when giving feedback, especially in person, be kind and constructive. Now, that doesn't mean you can only say nice things about someone's work, but it does mean you should be mindful of their feelings and the fact they may have spent months or maybe even years working on this. So you telling them that it's an irredeemable piece of trash is probably not that helpful or nice. Um, I am not really one that believes in this whole thing about the feedback sandwich, you know, putting a negative thing in between two positives, but you should at least try to find something you like about the work. We're all looking for a bit of encouragement in amongst the stuff we can learn from. And if you're a relatively new writer, maybe you'll be looking for more of the technical stuff like redundancy or overwriting or show don't tell and all that stuff. But other things to consider are structure, tone and how the work makes you feel. And that last one might sound a bit vague, but it, it is important and something you should bear in mind when you're writing as well. You know, how do you want your reader to feel during and after this scene or even the sentence? So as a reader or someone giving feedback, try to think about that too. Are you moved, frightened, engaged, angry? Are you struggling to connect with the protagonist? Try to think about why that might be. But even if you can't always be really specific it's still worth mentioning that in your feedback. Because because for me, when I receive that kind of vague, or, and it can even be contradictory sometimes, people disagree with each other, but when I get that kind of feedback, especially if it's from multiple people, it tells me that I need to revisit that scene or section because there's some kind of issue with it. It might not even be the issue the person giving the feedback thinks it is, but something isn't quite right. So don't be afraid to be vague as long as you're being honest which is a good rule of thumb in general, even with positive comments. Please, please, please don't tell someone you think something is great if you really don't. It's counterproductive and it won't help them improve the work because that should be the guiding ethos of any good critique group. We're all here to improve and to help each other improve. Um, and that way the group just gets stronger and stronger. We all get better together. A good phrase I often use when I feel something isn't quite right is to literally say, I'm sorry, but this just didn't quite work for me because, and then go on to give them some kind of practical feedback as to why that might be. The important thing in that sentence is that it didn't work for me. And it's essential to remember that a lot of this stuff is personal and subjective. So don't try to present your opinion as fact. Something that really annoys me in day-to-day -day life anyway, as an aside, but... So you've tried to give you your best to give helpful feedback, but then you're sitting there waiting to receive it. And, you know, it can be nerve wracking and a bit scary, but it can also be incredibly rewarding and can give you a buzz to hear other people discussing your characters and story. Things maybe only you, the dog and, and maybe one trusted reader have seen or heard before. And you'll hear things you instinctively know are right. You'll also hear or read feedback that you initially think is total poppycock. It doesn't matter. Listen to everything. Write it down anyway. Because there's there have been loads of times when in the moment someone has given me feedback that I completely disagree with. You know, I'm literally thinking, what on earth are you talking about? But I write it down anyway. And there have been loads of times when later on, once I've processed everything and thought about it, I've realised they were actually spot on or at least they were onto something. So don't discount anything in a knee-jerk fashion. When you get your chance to reply, be gracious. 
If you feel strongly about something, maybe ask a follow-up question or ask for clarification, but don't get angry or emotional and please do not get defensive. It will put people off from giving you their honest opinion and it's also a bit ungrateful. Remember, you've asked for this feedback. You're opening yourself up to it, so you can't complain if some of it isn't to your liking. I can't remember who said it, but feedback is a gift and like any gift, you can accept it and then throw it away when you get home or hide it in a cupboard or whatever, you don't need to tell the person who gave it to you that you don't like it. So just accept it, thank them for giving up their precious time to read and think about something that you've written. You know, that is, that's a huge thing. Don't, don't belittle it. Having said all that, don't just blindly accept every piece of feedback either and start making huge changes to your text straight away. Because as I've said, much of this stuff is subjective. Maybe Joan thinks your main character is pathetic, but they don't know what happens in the next chapter or what you've got in mind for later in the book. That's why you need to write it down. Let it sit. Think about it. Ask yourself if you agree with it and then what the ramifications might be for your characters or your story. Sometimes even technical advice might not be right for you. If you're writing in first person, for example, and that's how you think the character thinks or speaks, maybe you want to leave that mistake in. Just be mindful. Try to look at all of the feedback as a whole. And that's why critique groups can be more helpful than one person reading your work. You get a range of opinions and input, and it can be easier to get an overall sense of where the problem lies. And also what's working as well. It's not all about the negative. And now you might be thinking, yeah... This all sounds great, Wayne, but there aren't any groups near me and I can't find an online one either. Well, my answer to that is start your own. Have you got one or two writer friends you're in touch with? Ask them if they want to start something with you. Or why don't you put a call out on social media? You might be thinking you're not experienced enough um, as a writer to start your own group. But you can still set up and run the group as long as you get at least one writer who's got a few more words under the belt. Or alternatively, start a writing group specifically for new writers and learn together. Share new writing books, courses, videos or <coughs> podcasts uh, between you and get together and discuss those. Then start reading your work out loud and workshopping it or whatever. The worst that can happen is that you'll have met some other like-minded creatives, expanded your writing network and made some new friends. There is literally no downside. My only other advice would be to spend some time at the beginning to lay down some kind of framework or discuss what you want to achieve with the group and how it might work. You need to make sure everyone's on the same page and that they're comfortable with the way you want to do things. But whatever you do, please give it a go. Whether that's joining an established group in person, online or starting your own because I cannot stress the amount of pleasure you'll get from it and just how much your work will improve as a result. And once you've done that, please, please, please tell me about it because I want to hear about loads more of these groups springing up and how they've made a difference to you. Maybe you're already in one right now. Well, drop me a line and tell me about it at wayne at waynekellywrites.com or 
tweet me at ju podcast or at mr kelly to you and i'll give you a shout out on the show too and also tell me about how your groups work because i'm interested in that maybe you're listening to this and thinking well that's a load of old rubbish neither of those things that you've suggested in the ways of doing it work for us here's how we do it great tell me about it because i'm always keen to learn new stuff that's the whole point of this podcast and why i talk to people and reach out and this whole thing about getting joined up so there you go so endeth my lecture on critique groups it was short uh hopefully you got something out of it and it's kind of motivated you to think about it in another way but don't just keep your work to yourself because you're not going to improve if you just keep going over and over and over something without any outside input um or from even from people that are not writers or don't really know what they're talking about you need to kind of get an idea from people who have done it and have got a little bit of experience. Uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that I've forgotten to talk about or other tips I could have shared, so do let me know by getting in touch. Also, remember, you can find the entire back catalogue of interviews on the website, so make sure you subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Overcast, and wherever else you want to get your podcasts from, and then you can have the podcast downloaded automatically every week. Also, remember to leave us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else. If it's YouTube, leave me a comment. If it's on Facebook, whatever. Um, And because it really does help others to find the show, Or you could just recommend it to one or several of your friends because that's the way I can grow the podcast and that's what I'm trying to do. Now, as this is a pretty short episode, I couldn't possibly let you go without boring you for an extra three minutes with one of the songs from my second album with the Rye Dogs. This song is a simple little tune with an optimistic message about trying to stay positive. It's called You Never Know, and I won't be offended if you want to bail on the podcast before it starts. No? Still there? Okay. You asked for it, and remember to find the Rye Dogs on Bandcamp.com, Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you can stream or download music.
So, thanks for listening. I'm Wayne Kelly. Happy writing, stay safe, and I'll see you next time. (laughs) 